her for several months now. We began back in April with that right there, War Room. Spent six weeks talking about prayer and exactly what our attitude should be with prayer. This is a message that if I look back over the last three, four months, Satan has launched attacks at myself, many of you. Isn't it interesting that during this message, this series, the enemy has attacked? I want to quickly review as briefly as I can. When we launched into War Room, we talked about just the attitudes that we have coming into prayer are crucially important because let me remind you that the one that you and I are approaching is the one who made over 350 billion galaxies. We realize that when we approach this being, our words should be few. Sometimes our words need to be few. We looked at Matthew chapter 6 where Jesus told us about prayer. And in that time, we were reminded that he has invited you and I to pray. Now think about that just for a second. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. We talked about how on that day, in the ancient days, if you approached the King and His palace and His throne, you were only able to speak if He extended the golden scepter. And when He extended that scepter, you were able to speak. Folks, every single day, the King of Kings extends His golden scepter to you and I. He extends a personal invitation for you and I to approach His throne. We are to praise Him. We are to extol His name to lay our burdens at His feet. We talked about how it really does matter where you pray. Matthew 6, 6 Jesus says, but you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut the door, pray to your Father who is in secret, the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Here that word room refers to an inner room, a storeroom in the inner part of the house. Kind of sounds like a prayer closet, doesn't it? Kind of sounds like our war room closets. Exactly where and when you pray may vary, but the main emphasis will be that there needs to be a time, there needs to be a place daily that we get alone with God, that we hear from God, that we are desperate to hear from Him and He with us. I... uh, didn't know if I was going to share this or not, but I'll go ahead and share it briefly. Where you pray is important um, as long as I sometimes have my secluded times in the, in the house, but just as long as you're getting alone with God, there's no distractions, there's no interruptions. Um, for me, recently, my room has been my little Prius. And many mornings I will go out and I will just drive the back roads of Sugar Creek. And I'll, I'll get on secluded roads, roads where not even there's a lot of buggies on. And uh, I'll just, is that possible around here? Uh, probably not. But I'll just drive and, and just, I'll just go. 
and I'll just hit these back roads and I'll just I'll just be in my world and I'll just uh, be worshiping God. That's my prayer room. Um, but one thing I have to adjust. Um, there's about three or four, four or five roads that I frequent around here. And um, one day a sheriff showed up at my house. And I knew what they were there for. Evidently, um, I had frequented one road a little bit too often. And there was this person who recognized this Prius had gone by their house many times. So they called the sheriff on your pastor. A little embarrassing. Um, I sometimes wonder, I, I need to realize that I can't go at stalker speeds, all right? So that's what I have to avoid here. Um, I've got to be careful how slow I go. But um, the sheriff came up and I said, I know why you're here. He said, you do? I said, yeah. He said, well, we got a call. And I said, I know. Uh, someone saw me out in the roads driving. And, and uh, he said, yeah. I said, well, I can explain. I said, now, this is interesting. I said, I'm a pastor. And he said, I bet you were praying, weren't you? Yeah. So he said, that's fine. He said, you're not doing anything wrong. We're just calling, calling to check it out. But if you see a little gray Prius driving around, it's just, I call it the three P's. It's the pastor praying in the Prius, all right? So um, that's a website. Find your room. Find your room. Find your inner room. To where it's just you and God. Should be the highlight, the treasure of your day. I know it's hard. I know some of you, I mean, our our daughter Jess uh, down in Kentucky, she has two kids. And some of you are just, you would love to have a minute by yourself. I understand that. But you can pray throughout the day. When we create these times, there's nothing to compete with God. Our audience is only with God and our motives become simple and pure. We're not trying to impress anyone. We're not trying to have fancy words. No eloquent speeches before God. We just want to be desperate to meet with God. The great I am, the one who is sovereign, the one who blesses and responds to his people. That was in April, I believe late May, early June, we went into This Is War series because folks, based on what I've experienced, based on what you've experienced, when we decide to go into prayer We have declared war on the enemy. It is war. It is war. Ephesians chapter 6 reminded us that this war that we're in is not against flesh and blood, but it's of the Spirit. If we're going to take on the enemy of our souls in prayer, we had better be ready. We had better be protected. Which is why Paul told us twice in this passage to put on the full armor of God, the entire armor of God. I don't have time to quickly surmise, but in our journey over those last two months, we talked about the belt of truth. The breastplate of righteousness, the feet shod with the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, faith is an action word, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit. And let me remind you with the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God is alive, church. It is alive. It is powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, able to divide to the division of soul and spirit. It says in Hebrews 4.12 that it is a discerner of thoughts 
of mankind. When no one else knows what you're thinking, God in His Word knows and can pierce right to the heart of it. Pierce right to the heart of it. But as I said in an earlier message, we wrapped all this up a couple weeks ago. As I said in an earlier message, and the title I gave Brian is, It All Comes Back to Prayer. It all comes back to prayer. Because Paul told us in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, right after he just listed all the pieces of armor, he said, Then, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Folks, it comes back to prayer. Moving as quickly as I can, Ephesians 6.11 tells us, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That's not a word that we really use anymore. Wiles, what is wiles? Different translations, different versions use words like so that we can stand against the strategies, the tactics, the schemes. The Greek word used for wiles is methodia. It means that we can avoid the cunning arts, the deceit, the crafts, and the trickery of the enemy. Interesting, this word is only found two times in the New Testament. The first time is found earlier in Ephesians when it talks about the trickery of mankind. But the second time and only other time is here in our passage of Ephesians 6. Describing the schemes, the deceit, the crafts, the trickery of the devil. Let me remind you this morning, church, that the enemy is still hot on our trails. Most of the time, as we talked about before, he uses stealth mode. Trying to steal, kill, and destroy. Steal our joy. Steal our peace. Steal our contentment. Steal our satisfaction. Ultimately trying to steal our salvation. He does so by attacking our passions. Where is your passion today? Attacking our focus, our identity, our marriages, as Sister Lisa talked about, our families. He's attacking our confidence Attacking our calling. He's attacking our purity. He's attacking our rest and our contentment. He attacks our relationships. He's attacking everything. And the only way that you and I can defeat Him is through prayer that is backed up by surrender to God and His Word. Amen? That's the only way. Surrender feels unnatural until you understand that what you gain by surrendering to Jesus Christ is better than anything you could ever gain in this world. So I ask you today, or I encourage you and implore you, surrender anything and everything that might be blocking God from answering prayer in your life. Surrender your health, your marriage, your kids, your family. Surrender your money. Surrender your time, talents, and all. Surrender your will. Surrender your ambitions, your desires, and your goals. Surrender it all to God. And by surrendering in prayer, we can give God all of who we are. During those times, and I know that I know that I'm speaking to someone here this morning, that whether you're telling people, whether anybody else knows, you're going through it. 
During those times when you feel that the enemy's on your back, you can almost feel the hot breath on, on your neck. He's right there nipping at your heels. Go to prayer. Remember, just four simple things. I'm going to go through these real quick. Four simple things. Number one, remember. Remember. What do you mean, Pastor? Remember what? Remember John 10.10. I just quoted some of this. Remember that the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come, Jesus said, that they may have light and that they may have it more abundantly. Listen, when you're facing the onslaught of the enemy, realize right away, remember where those attacks are coming from. If what you are going through is destructive to you or those in your life, if it's destructive, then it's from the enemy. Remember that. But here's where most of us fail where I sometimes fail. We remember that. We just we know where it's coming from, but then we forget the second half of that verse. But Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Remember that part of the verse as well. Remember that. Allow it to fill you with hope and renewed strength. Remember that. Number two, remember that God is Second Thessalonians 3.3 3, But the Lord is faithful who will establish you and guard you from the evil one. Remember, church, God is faithful when the devil attacks. The Lord will provide strength. He will guard and protect you. Second Corinthians 10.13 No temptation is able to be more than you can bear. For God has promised to provide a way of escape. Not maybe, perhaps, if you've been good that day. No, He will provide a way of escape so that when the temptation comes, you will be able to stand up underneath of it. God is faithful. He will not let you down. Number three, I told you I'm going quick. Submit, then resist. Submit, then resist. We saw this in the movie James 4, 7, Therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. We have a part to play as well. We must first submit to God, then resist the devil, and once we do, the devil will flee. Now notice the order here. First, we must submit to God. We have to submit. Think about it. If you just try to resist the evil one first without submitting to God, you have no power. It's all of the flesh. It's all of your own doing. And some of you may be wondering, why do I keep getting defeated time and time again? Why can't I kick this thing? It's because you're the one that's trying to do it. That's why we're told, submit to God. When you submit to God, when you submit to what the Holy Spirit wants you to do, He fills you with His power. He fills you with His sanctifying, consecrating, cleansing power. And then all of a sudden you have the ability to resist. And when you have the ability to resist, then he has no choice but to flee from you. That's number three. Four simple things to remember. Remember, then God is faithful. Submit, then resist. And fourthly, the Holy Spirit will intercede. I really like this. The Holy Spirit will intercede. 
Romans 8.26 Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Go back a line. It says, for the Spirit himself, himself makes intercession. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Notice how it says, and I already pointed this out, the Spirit himself will pray and intercede. Even during those times when we don't know how to pray, when we don't know what to pray for, even in those times when words won't come, we have no words, the Holy Spirit says, I know what he's trying to say. I'll take this before the Heavenly Father myself. I will go myself. What a comfort to know, church. I heard of a story about a Union soldier back during the Civil War who had accidentally fallen asleep at his post. Back then, falling asleep while standing guard was punishable by death, and that's exactly the sentence that was given to this soldier. A great man, he was a great soldier, that was the only blemish on his record was falling asleep, and now he was going to be put to death. The man's fellow soldiers did everything they knew to reduce the sentence, but to no avail. Then they thought of one last thing, one last attempt that they would make. They were going to go directly to the President of the United States. Back then, the President of the United States was much more accessible. The White House had open doors and people could come in and go. And and hopefully you were even able to go and just meet with the President that day. And somehow, some way, the comrades of this convicted soldier made their way to the office of President Lincoln. They made their case before him, telling him how great of a man their comrade was, and he did not deserve this, that he did not deserve death. Is there anything that you can do, President Lincoln? President Lincoln knew that his generals did not like him interfering in their affairs. You do the president's work and we'll do the military work. And there were a number of times that he got involved and they didn't like that. Let us do our job. And many times they felt like they had to send a message by executing men like this. But in this case, President Lincoln felt as though he had to act. And on the day before the execution, the young soldier was visited not by a letter. He was not visited by another dignitary. This soldier who was to be put to death was visited by the President of the United States himself. And after talking with this man with a, for a number of minutes, he was convinced that this man should not die. President Lincoln walked out of the White House down to where they were holding this man and himself interceded for this man and gave him a pardon. Folks, that's exactly what the Holy Spirit does for you and me. The Holy Spirit who is part of the three in one the Holy Trinity, goes Himself and personally makes intercession for us before God the Father in Heaven. Wow, that should give us some confidence. should give you some confidence. And so this morning, I tell you, it all comes back to prayer. 
Mark Batterson, Christian speaker and author, he wrote a book, and in his book, he said, the greatest tragedy in life is that some prayers go unanswered because they go unasked. Some prayers go unanswered because they go unasked. So this morning, I'm done. But I'm going to end this morning, and, and, and I kind of wrestled with God with this, but I'm, I'm, I'm just going to do it. Talked to a Wednesday night group a couple times about this, because there were a couple times when I felt the enemy saying, Brock, you know this is risky. You know this might not exactly fly the way you think it, it should fly. But let me remind you that the main reason I was led to put in that cafe out there so we could pray in here. So we could do what we've been talking about for the last four or five months. My goal was from 9.45, and we restructured the Sunday school classes, from 9.45 to 10.15, I want us to get, been wanting us to get desperate with God. To come in here and just pray for that 30 minutes before service opens up. So this morning I'm going to Resurrect that idea. Some of you know, um, I had talked about this before. I have some pieces of paper up here. They're just blank pieces of paper. I have some pens and I have a basket. At any time, starting now, before the service, during the service, during prayer time, after the service, while you're here during the week, if there's a request that has put in your mind, I just put in your heart you want prayed for, I just want you to take a piece of paper, write on it, put as much information or be as vague as you want because other people will be seeing this, okay? But put your request on here, fold it up, and put it in the basket. That's what I'm asking. That's, that's an easy part. Most people want to have their requests known. But the other thing that I'm asking is this. And those of you who had done this before, I'm, I'll just ask you to renew this, okay? What I have in my heart and my mind with what I believe God has you know, led me to is I have the first Sunday of the month, the second Sunday of the month, the third Sunday of the month, the fourth Sunday of the month, and when there's a fifth Sunday of the month. What I'm asking for are volunteers, for prayer warriors. Folks, we've been talking about prayer for four or five months now. Many of you have been praying. Continue to do that. But what I'm asking for you to do is this. Let's just say you commit to the first Sunday of the month. That means you put your name here. And on the first Sunday of every month, you will come in here from 945 to 1015 and pray. We will give you a piece of paper that will have requests. The request that had been placed in this basket the week before will be on that sheet when that will be your prayer request. You come in here on that first Sunday. You pray from 9.45 to 10.15. Take that piece of paper with you and pray over that for the entire next month. And then when you come back the next first Sunday of the next month, you'll have a whole new list. Maybe you'll want to volunteer for the second month. Of, or the second Sunday of the month, or the third. 
I just ask you to pray about that. And then I have one more thing that I'm going to do. Now, th- this is something that I kind of fought on, and maybe this shows a little bit of lack of faith, but I'm, there's a board here. What I want us to start doing is whenever we put requests in this basket and we pray, I believe there's going to be some answers. There's going to be some answers. And so whenever you have an answer to prayer, maybe something you put in this basket, it might be the next week, it might be a year from now, it might be a couple months from now, it might be a couple weeks from now, we're going to make up these little tickets or whatever you want to call them, these little cards. And I want you to put on there the date, maybe the prayer was answered or maybe the date of that Sunday or the date that you fill this out, and put on here whatever you want to put on here. You can be as vague, God answered prayer, praise the Lord. Or you can say he delivered our marriage or he came through with this financial need or whatever it might be. And when you're done, I want you to put it right here. And this is going to be a board that we're, this is God's answer board. This is going to be a board that I pray that in the coming weeks and in the coming months, I have to get a bigger board. Because God is honoring the prayers of his people. Would you do that challenge with me? Can you imagine a board that is filled up with tickets of answered prayers? Mandy and the team, come up. Now, we're going to sing a song. We desperately need the Holy Spirit to help us with this. Without the Holy Spirit's intervention with this, we're doomed. We have nothing to give. But while we're singing, or you can wait until after the service, I'm going to ask if you would just come up and write your request. Or I'm going to ask if if you know, hey, I want to be a part of this. I, I want to take one Sunday and come in here from 945 to 1015 and pray. And I will pray over those requests for the next month. Then put your name on that sign-up sheet. Satan doesn't want us to do this. You know that. He doesn't want us to do this. One of the things that I'm also going to have is there are going to be running requests that are going to be every week. Or like I'm going to ask you some things that might not be in the basket but will be on certain sheets. I want you to pray for the elders. I want you to pray for the deacons. I want you to pray for our children's workers. I want you to pray for the sports ministry. I want We'll look at all of our ministries of the church. Pray for our nation. Pray for our politicians, our upcoming president. Pray for our military. Those will be things that will be on there on a regular basis. But let's remember a verse that you've heard all your life. But this is a promise. This is a rainbow of God. 2 Chronicles 7.14 If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and say the word, pray, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. And he says, now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer made in this place. The first word 
of that verse says, if. If. If my people. That's conditional. That's on you and me. If we will do that. So as we sing this song, you may not be led, that's fine. You can do it after service or whatever. But if you're led, you can put a request on that paper. We're going to go ahead and close our service. You've been patient. Thank you for your patience. But I believe God has been here today. He's been here and he wants to do business and he doesn't want us to be the same when we leave as when we came. Would you stand, please? God, thank you. God, thank you for showing up today. Thank you for showing up today. Lord, we have been blessed by so many things. We've been blessed by singing the songs of Zion, singing the songs of the redeemed. Lord, we've been blessed by partaking of communion and remembering and being thankful for what you've done for us and declaring who you are in our life. God, we've spent some time with the kids. We've given to you an offering, Lord. We've had testimonies. But Lord, we realize so much of it comes back to prayer. May we be those people that you talked about in Chronicles. You are called by my name. Father, we are yours.